I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Today is a good day, Kirk. There's a whole bunch of good stuff going on, but most importantly... You gave me a, a little dad therapy along the way, so I'm I'm just feeling much much better <laughs> yeah. about all of this already. So thank thank you for that, my friend. Oh, you got it, man. All good, all good. I'm driving my uh, my daughter to drop her off at college later today, and my entire living room is filled with clothing, and she's moving into a dorm room, so that should go great. And we try to get all of that stuff in there. Uh, hey, one really step looking... closer, one step closer to being an empty nester, man. Well, here, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which by the way terrifies me because at at, at that point, empty nest. I still got one more to go. Right, but I know. Uh-huh. but, but em- empty nester will now mean that my wife. I, I have her full attention, which is not good for me because she's going to get very tired of me very quickly when it's just me. That's a bad deal for old Travis here. But here's the problem. Today, obviously, is going to be a very emotional day, right? Correct. I mean, it's my yeah. it's my daughter, and we're dropping yeah. her off at school, and we're leaving her there, and all of these things that are going to be incredibly emotional moments. I don't want to have to mix in the emotional side of today with the aggravation and frustration side of today of taking up 84 bags of hooded sweatshirts to go live in San Diego. Okay? It's San Diego, for God's sake. It, it's, is, is, there a, is there a city on earth that has a better climate than San Diego, California? Well, you do and why, why, I get it. You want a couple of hoodies? Sure. Do you need 14? What what the, what are we doing? I hey, see now I'm getting all upset all over again. It's driving look, me crazy. You do get that coastal fog in the morning. So that coastal fog that usually burns off about <laughs> nine ten o'clock, and then it just lights up till about six, and then you're gonna put the sweatshirt right back on. Like San Diego also has those climates too, where you go through like four different climates in one day. So you can yeah, go through true. some outfit changes. Yeah, well, she she's she, if, if it's an outfit change type of city, then she is well covered because she could change clothes six times a day for the next 14 years and not wear the same outfit twice. So we Whoa. are good there. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, you did great on Ask Kirk. Uh, so I we, what we typically do is we throw in a couple of bonus ones. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Always. All right. Yeah. I, I like this a lot, by the way. Okay. What old fad? This is from Julian again. By the way, Julian had a good day on Ask Kirk. Julian says, what old-fashioned way of doing things is better than how they are currently done? What a great question. Oh, man, this was this was a tough one. It was really tough, uh, Travis. Because you talk about like the old school ways that we used to do things, and I'm like, man, why don't we just do it again like that? Uh, like for me, God, this and I'm still kind of stuck over this, Travis. I really am. Okay. Because you remember the days of when everybody was allowed in the airport? <laughs> I do. Yeah, you'd go to the gate to pick somebody you'd up. You'd go sure. to the gate to go pick somebody up and you'd yeah. wait there. Like I kind of, I don't know why, but I, I, I miss that. Really? <laughs> like I remember just you go to the gate, you just hang out and you wait. Man, people would just wait in the airport. Go so have a drink at the airport yeah, bar, and like, smoke, smoke a, a pack of Camel non filters. <laughs> it was know, a different time. <laughs> maybe we we're just talking about flights and stuff like that. But I was thinking like old school ways. But I think here's another one too. I did read this the other day that 
last year, the fiscal year that Amazon outsold Walmart in terms of their revenue for the year. Okay. And so I just, for me, like that was like a, a, an outing on the weekends where you would go with your parents to whether it was Toys R Us or yeah. Walmart, Target, whatever that store of choice for you, whether it was Woolworths or whatever, you know, we're going old school to some of those spots. And those are now dying away. So now I think that's what I like that goes old school is where you would have a full day outing going to a department store where now I got to be more creative because if I want to go to a department store, I just click on Amazon. It's at my doorstep the next day. Okay. So I, I like that question so much. I want to open it up to callers, 877-710-ESPN. What, what of the things that we used to do them is better than the way that we used to do them now? Because here's one for you too, Kirk. You know what's better the way that we used to do it when we were younger people? What's that? It, we, we were better at hanging out with our friends than they oh. are now. Because what? now, even when they're yes. all together, they stare at their phone, and they're hanging out in 12 different places. Like, they're hanging out on the couch. Well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging out with Grady. Oh, yeah, what, where is he? Oh, he's at his house. What? You know, go go over to his house. <laughs> Bring him over here. Like, what, what are you talking about? They actually have some real human interaction along the way. I do. Right. Ha- I have something on that really quickly. Yeah. Because, you know me, I'm always scouring the net, and I did see a meme about that. Because that's where you know where everything was going down at. When you saw seven bikes in front of someone's house, <laughs> you knew that was the place to be. When That's everybody right. had their bikes over there, there was you know where everybody was playing video games at. Like <laughs> now, everybody's playing online. Everybody's yeah. at their house. It's all relaxed. But it was fun playing GoldenEye, playing all of these Nintendo 64 games at different people's house. It was like, yeah. Well, I know now I know why I realized why my parents were like, man, don't invite all them kids at my house eating up all of our food. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. Hey, uh, I'm hungry. Yeah, okay. Uh, so are the 19 kids in Halifax. Right, well, let me order six pizzas to feed you and all your buddies. Let's try a quick phone call on this, 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Inglewood and Big Rob. Big Rob, you're on with Travis and Kirk. What's up, Rob? All right, what's up? What's up? Hey, guys, I got three things to real quick. First, about the subject we're talking about right now. The first one is Christmas shopping. I miss going to the mall and everybody just walking through, smiling, interacting with each mm, other. Yep. And the and the next one is this new way of apologizing when you've done wrong through text messaging. I just think that's a a, a coward way out, and it's not as meaningful. So using text messages to uh, to apologize to somebody. And the last one. You guys were going to talk about is LeBron James now the best player in the world? He mm-hmm. has never really been the best player in the world, hands down, because when Michael Jordan was inside of the league, no player dared to challenge him as the best player. But LeBron James has always had two to three guys who would always challenge him as they were the best players. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you got it, Rob. Thanks. I, the apologizing one, that's a good one. All right, let's talk about LeBron right now, Kirk. Yeah. The, the NBA, there, there was a poll that was put out among executives and scouts and whatnot, and one of the questions that was asked is, who is the best player in the NBA right now? Giannis got some votes. Kevin Durant got some votes. But the mm-hmm. guy that didn't get a single vote was LeBron James, and I love that for a couple of different reasons. The number one reason is LeBron's going to use that the way that great athletes use things. The last time LeBron James was not given a vote as the best player in the league in a poll similar to this, all he did was go out the next year and win an NBA championship. So this is very good news. And, yes, he saw it because his response on Twitter was, thank you, as if I didn't need more gas emoji, you know, a little gas pump, mm-hmm. washed 
king, right? He had the little uh, crown emoji thing there along the way. Um, is he? I love that LeBron's going to use this as motivation, and I am. I think that I have established myself as a LeBron James apologist. I am a yeah. huge LeBron James fan. I think that he has been the best player in the league for the last, I don't know, he's been in the league. This will be season 19. The previous yeah. 18 seasons, he was probably the best player in the league in 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 of those seasons. He, he was. Yeah, there were other guys that were kind of in the mix, but he was. Is he still, is LeBron James the best player in the NBA? And let me ask this a different way. Mm-hmm. If every player in the NBA were open to be drafted and we were going to play one season, not mm. two, not three, not five, not ten, one season, is LeBron James your first pick? Man, that's tough, man. Like I was, I'm, I'm pondering that really quickly. And I would think, like you mentioned, five, six years ago, there was no doubt LeBron James number one. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm starting with LeBron James one season. We're going to do it all. But now that I look at where LeBron is at in his career, I don't know if he can carry a team like he's done before. He's had he's the adding of uh, Anthony Davis, adding of a Russell Westbrook kind of tells you he can't carry a team by himself anymore. He did that, I thought, in Cleveland. And eventually I thought even Miami, he carried that team. Like remember Dwayne Wade was like, I gotta take a step back. Like mm-hmm. LeBron is going to carry us. I'll just be a supplementary player. Uh but He's just not the best player in the NBA anymore. And that, and that's not a bad thing. I think that people – when I say he's not the best player in the NBA, oh, you hating on the king. I'm not hating. Just being realistic. Is he still one of the more influential players in the yeah. league? Yes. Do I would, I would I want him on my team? You're darn right I do. I want LeBron James. But is he the best right it, now? That, I, I would say that the, the guy wearing number 34 over Milwaukee – has shown it. He's the best. He's got the hardware to prove it in the last couple of years. I would have said if we had this conversation, Travis, two years ago, I probably would have said the guy named Kawhi Leonard was yeah. probably the best. He's certainly on the list. And, and that's and, why this list changes by the year because it, it's about right now, and right now he is not the best player in the NBA. Yeah, I don't think he is either. I'd still take him before I took Kawhi. I'd still mm-hmm. take him oh, before yeah. I took Giannis. But the guy mm-hmm. that if you're telling me, hey, you got to play this season, one season, you got to win it all. You get the first pick in the draft. Who do you want? I'm taking Kevin Durant. Oh man, <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm taking. You know, I, I, yeah. Kevin Durant is not my favorite player. Right. Kevin Durant is sensitive. He's on. He's too present on social media. <laughs> all the stuff that we say. That's all true. Yeah. But th- there's no. There's not a better player in basketball than Kevin Durant. There, yeah. there, 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 there isn't. He's the best player in the league. I like that LeBron is offended by all of this. But you know, there's. Durant, there's like you said, Giannis and Kawhi. <laughs> Luca has to be in the. If Luca even played a little bit of defense, he yeah. might be the answer. You still have Steph Curry <laughs> in all of these. You know, Steph Curry might be the end. One season, you got a guy that's an automatic thirty every single night, and I have to guard at half court. That's a possible pick as yeah. well. And look, as, as a Warriors fan, I love Steph, but I still don't think he's the best player in the NBA. Like I think I'm still taking LeBron over Steph. LeBron can influence a game, right? I mean, he can still shape the way a game is played. But I think for right now, I'm I'm putting LeBron in my top five. I don't know if he's in my top three, though. Because I'm still going Kevin Durant. I'm seeing the way that Giannis is controlling a game. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I think it is a conversation for who is, you know, the third, fourth person. But I thought you brought up a great point. We're talking about best players right now. And you talked about those lists, this list of Steph, KD, Luka, Giannis, Kawhi. There's a name that's missing on there, Travis. Hit me. There's a major name that's missing on there, and he wears purple and gold, and we don't even talk about him AD. as one of the best players in the NBA. 
Yeah, that's that that's the that's the more sobering of the conversations, mm-hmm. I think. Because I didn't want to bring that up, but you know. Yeah, no, you're right. And and you should bring it up because look, if LeBron James isn't the best player in the league. Correct. If if we want to be disrespectful to him, nobody's putting him lower than fourth or fifth. No, right. No, not I at mean, all. and right. even yes. even if you were trying to disrespect LeBron <laughs> by putting him fourth or fifth, right. he's still fourth or fifth. Okay. Correct. Nobody mentioned Anthony Davis. Like you're no. not, and this was supposed to be the guy that would come in, and he doesn't have to be the best player in the league, but he does need to be. He was supposed to be the guy who came in and would be the best player on the team. He would mm-hmm. be the best player on a team where LeBron could kind of take a deep breath and relax a little bit, or at least periodically, or at least carry the load. And he does often. But does he do it enough? And has he entered into that category of, you know what, first pick in the draft, give me Anthony Davis? I don't yeah. think he's at that point. No, I don't think he has been at that point. And I think Laker fans will honestly say that. Laker fans maybe two years ago would be more like, no, he's AD. And I think now that you've seen two years of Anthony Davis, Travis, let's be real. I don't think that we're getting what we expected. Let's be honest. Yeah. I think that we expected a guy who was going to dominate every single night, that if LeBron was out, this team would still be able to carry on as if LeBron was not there. Would it be a small drop-off? Yes. But to see when LeBron is out and what the team looks like when AD is just there, it's just not the same. And you're kind of it, forecasting what the future is going to look like, and you're like – Oh, Rob, what what else you got for us? And it's not and it's not the highs. Let me let me be right. very clear about this. When Anthony Davis is playing at his best, oh man. He's on the list. Yes. Oh yeah. That that's not the problem. The problem isn't does Anthony Davis have enough ability to be the guy that we're talking about. He clearly does. It's the lows. Yeah. There there are too many games where you're like, dude, AD, what was yeah. that? You know, the, how often do you say that about Steph and LeBron and KD? It, you just you don't say it very often. It's really rare where you say, you know who didn't make any impact on this game at all tonight? LeBron James. I don't think I've ever said that. It's <laughs> no. really, really rare. Whereas yeah. with Anthony Davis, it's like, man, Anthony Davis is pretty quiet tonight. Mm-hmm. That it, It's the floor that needs to come up. The ceiling doesn't need to be raised any higher. His ceiling is amazing. But I think that floor is the part that we're talking about. Let's try some of the phone calls on this. Let's start. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Lake Balboa and our pal Solomon. Solomon, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored you consider me your pal. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, that's, that's great, man. Uh, I still start with LeBron. I'll tell you why. Personally, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't see much drop-off. A little, maybe, yeah, he's not in his 20s, but that man can still play, still affects the game like no one. I think he's still the best all-around player, even more so than Kevin Durant or even Giannis. That's just me. And here's one reason why I build a team with him. It's not even so much the skill set. The man knows how to put together championship teams, and for whatever reason it is, when he puts together the right team, they seem to win the championship. I don't know if you can say that about those other players at this point in their careers yet, but you can about LeBron. That's why I still go with LeBron. He's still got gas in the tank. I think he's going to make a lot of people wrong next year. They're going to shake their heads, go, how did this guy do it? That's LeBron. Yeah, I, I, I think that what you the points you're making are good ones. Here, here's why it's not LeBron for me, but he's not super far down the list. Correct. In the last three seasons for LeBron, for the Lakers, his his three Lakers seasons have been ended in injury, and we can debate whether or not he would have come back if the team were a little more competitive at the time. They won an NBA championship and ended in injury. He's going into his 19th season, Kirk. 
Yeah. Okay. You, 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 by the time you're at that point and the injuries start to get, and LeBron had really never gotten hurt until two years ago and then yep. again to last year. So I think that when we're factoring in just stuff, that LeBron's 19th season has to be a part of the equation. That's the story. Is in year 19, can you still be the player that you were 10 years ago, 15 years ago? We all saw Michael Jordan had to take a different way. Right, yeah. he had to take a different approach as he got older. LeBron's taking a different approach. What would that approach be now? Adding Russell Westbrook. What would it be now? Adding some of his friends now, Trevor Ariza, Carmelo Anthony. Mello, yeah. Like, like how 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 does that change now for him? And how is he? How can he be more efficient too, Travis? Without having to exert more energy. He's got to figure all that out. And the good news is they got a lot of really good players around yeah. him along the way. If you are on hold, stay there. We're going to take more calls on LeBron. Plus, Kirk, we are loaded up on things that used to be better than they are right now. Apparently, the old people are calling in today saying, <laughs> yeah. back in my day when we were doing it like this. So I'm, I'm excited to do that. That's coming up uh, in 15 minutes. We're going to do a little fact or cap. But I heard something this morning on Key Show that made me go, huh? Play it for you next. It's Travis. It is Kirk. It's 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I do kind of like knowing that Slee is a fate of robots. That's kind of fun, Kirk. <laughs> that, that he's worried about, the, you know, Judgment Day from with the Terminators taking over. That's, I like that. I like that about him. Here's a, a quick tweet from Korean Kid who writes... What are you guys smoking today? LeBron was literally leading the league in MVP votes before he got injured by a dude chasing a non-crucial ball going out of play. See, this is what I think people get a little misled, Kirk, yeah. that just because we say LeBron isn't the best player doesn't mean that we think he stinks, doesn't mean right. that we think that – what I'm saying is he might not be the number one pick for the first time. and Not that, oh, he's washed and he's right. done – it's not disrespectful to say, you know what, I might take Kevin Durant ahead of LeBron James. That's not a slap in the face. Yeah, we're not saying that we don't want him on our team. We're saying that there are some guys who we may pick ahead of him, but definitely if I get the opportunity after I get that one guy, I, I want LeBron on my squad. It's like saying you want Patrick Mahomes over Tom Brady. Like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is great, and if I had a perfect team, I'd take Pat over Tom Brady at the end of his right. career. But picking Tom Brady second wouldn't be all bad. That's what, bad that's what we're talking yeah, about, it, right? It wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty good pick too. ESPN <laughs> Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So the question and ask Kirk a little earlier is, what old-fashioned way of doing things is better than the way we're doing them now. We're getting all sorts of run on Twitter. Let's take a phone call on this as well. Let's go to Hawthorne and Tony. Tony, you're on with Travis and Kirk. What's up, Tony? Ooh, I'm taking it back to the old school. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, one of the things that I that I really miss the most is actually two things, hopefully. Uh, but I, before that, I want to thank you for allowing me to be on your show. Of course. Um, uh one of the ones that I miss the most is back in the old school days when um, the Dodger games would not be on TV. I would sit in the dark in the room, 
and uh, just listen to Vince Scully with the radio on. Uh, and man, I could visualize the way he would, de- you know, the way he would describe everything. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it was just amazing. That's one. The second one is uh, I miss the Friday nights, like with my parents. We used to um, get the VHS tapes every yeah. Friday. We would look forward to getting VHS tapes, <laughs> and my dad, my dad would put the popcorn on the pan, and um, yeah, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. The, the the Friday night. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate you your yeah. weighing in. And yeah, li- look, listening to Scully, whether it's it was you know five years ago or fifty years ago, was always exactly. a treat. That uh, yeah. that never out of style. But Kirk, do you remember when your mom or your dad would take you to Blockbuster or the local video store or ever oh, yeah. and shopping for that movie on a Friday night? How much fun was that? Yeah, I think Emily said it during the break. Like the competition between. <laughs> blockbuster video and in hollywood video right? right and then you had like your local video store and the funny thing about it travis i'm not gonna lie to you you know throughout my travels of college football i've been to some smaller towns small college towns that actually still have video stores that actually <laughs> wait, still wait, have they don't video have the internet stores. netflix doesn't <laughs> exist what's going on i mean i took a picture of it. i said wow they still have video stores here <laughs> there is but, one man, more blockbuster left in alaska yeah, like, I thought that it was, was Bend, Oregon, but I knew there was one left. But yeah, there. Uh, that look, was the thing, man. Friday night, especially that he mentioned that pan popcorn. That pan popcorn hit different. Yeah, it well, hit different than the microwave popcorn. Like that pan popcorn just had like that extra crunch to it, that extra smell to it. Like and it you was had just, to keep it moving, or the bottom would scorch. Right, you <laughs> yes. did all the one, the black ones at the bottom that had burned up. You like you want to stay away from those. You need it all covered. All right, let's try one more here. Let's go to Sherman Oaks, little Valley stop, and Jonathan. Jonathan, what's going on? Hey there. Hey, what's up? Uh, office work has uh, changed mostly for the worst. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to give a hat tip to the inclusiveness of the modern workplace, but we used to draw a line between work and home. We'd be home for dinner, help the kids with the homework, and uh, now it's checking email at 3 a.m. And uh, <laughs> it's been downhill slide. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. That's good. Look, Kirk, you tell yeah. me if you haven't done this, right? Yeah. You go to bed. The last thing you do before you go to bed is you check your phone, right? Do I have any texts? Yeah. Do I have any emails that I need to respond to right now? It's like it's, it's, it's 11 o'clock at night. There's right. nothing that needs to be addressed right now. And then you roll over in the middle of the night. It's 3.30, and you roll and check the phone just to be sure that nobody yeah. has reached out between 11 and 3.30. I'm, I'm with him. That does suck. Yeah, it does. Remember, it was like you mentioned. You get to, you get to work, and you checked in. And then when you checked out, you checked Bye. out. Like, you're done. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. There was no, hey, I'll send you an email later on. Like, no, we, I'll get back to you tomorrow when I get back to work. Like, work was work. You went home. You went home. That is no longer, Travis, especially in our business, right? No, that's it is, for sure. I mean, things are going all I always remember, uh, remember the Donald Sterling thing? Remember the Donald oh, Sterling sure. those tapes that came out? That was released, I believe, like five in the morning on it a was Saturday. The, the Stiviano, right hand <laughs> yes. arm man. That was uh, that was a weird couple of days along. Five the way. in right. the morning on a Saturday, waking up like the phones just <laughs> buzzing. <laughs> Who is V Stiviano, and why do I know her name all of a sudden? <laughs> all right, I want you to listen to this, Kirk. Yes. I want you to listen to Key this morning. He was talking about the Rams and Matt Stafford and their acquisition. I've said it. I know that you and I have talked about it. That Matt Stafford is the piece that's going to make that offense go. That Jared Goff was kind of the impediment to having that thing operate at its highest level and well key isn't necessarily convinced in fact he says that Derek Carr the other guy that we saw out on that joint practice yesterday that he and Stafford are virtually the same look at the numbers look at the numbers both of them in their career in the first seven seasons since Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford seven seasons okay both of them 
64% for Carr, completion percentage, 61 for Matthew Stafford. So that's better. Okay. Touchdown interception rate. played in more games, too. Yeah, but, but touchdown interception rate. Carr, 170 touchdowns to 71 uh, interceptions. Mm-hmm. Stafford, 163 to 98. He's wow. a pick machine. Okay? The yardage. Carr, 26,896. And Matthew Stafford, 25,976. And that's not the same? Don't y'all go off numbers? You Ain't that what y'all always screaming? First seven seasons, yes. By the way, I love when Key goes stat guy. <laughs> because usually, usually Key's arguments are because I say so, which yeah. I absolutely love. But he had some data to back this one up. So yeah. Matt Stafford and Derek Carr are the same guy. I mean, maybe the numbers say so, but my eyes are telling me something totally different. Yeah, when Key say uh, both of them, B-O-F, both of them. <laughs> like, not both of them, both of them. <laughs> he did say that, didn't he? Hey, that's, that's when you know he's serious about yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's feeling it. He's feeling it. Both, to both me, of them. In because- my in, in my mind, Kirk, Matt yeah. Stafford is much, much better than Derek Carr. Am I wrong? Right. No, I, I think you're correct. But when we do look at the numbers and we analyze them, I think both quarterbacks uh, in their early part of their careers very, look very much the same. Now, I would also throw in a key as well and say the culture and the structure of the way that both those organizations were aligned were not doing any favors for these guys either. For either one of them. For either one of them. Both, right. uh, both of them. Both of them. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> they, I mean, honestly, when you look at the way that, I mean, the coaches, I mean, I think it was uh, Jim Schwartz he had to deal with. He had from, from Schwartz to. Who was um, the, the, the bald? Marinelli? Marinelli. I mean, yeah. th- there was a lot that, w- that was going on. And then with the Raiders, I mean, they went from, I believe it was uh, Jack Del Rio. Then you had the. I think coming off the Hugh Jackson stuff. and Who was the guy that punched the guy out? Tom Cable. Oh, Tom Cable. So you, <laughs> you, you had a lot going on with that organization on both sides to where, yeah, the numbers are going to, not going to look the same, but I don't know if there was any structure. There was no consistency. There was no, like, this is who we are. They didn't have that. And for the first time, I honestly believe that Matthew Stafford, he has that. He comes to Los Angeles he comes in, and I'm always going to use this term this year, he comes to a turnkey home mm-hmm. where he just shows up, everything's already in place. You are just that new picture, right? You are that new set of pots and pans, right? Right. <laughs> like, you are, just come in and do your job. You don't have to be great. Just do your job because this thing's already been a well-oiled machine. You're just being the upgraded feature that they felt that they needed to upgrade over Jared Goff. Derek Carr, a little bit different, though. This is the fourth year now for Jared, Derek Carr and John Gruden, and they have not had any success. No. no. No playoff wins, under 500. Like, this is a make-or-break year for Derek Carr and I think the Raiders because, yes, did Derek Carr play good last year? He did, Travis. But you still didn't go to the playoffs. Three no. years, no playoffs. I, I think that there's a distinction to be made here that's meaningful. That the Lions would lose – in spite of the fact that Matthew Stafford played pretty well more often than not. Yes. And the, the Raiders would lose 
in part because Derek Carr had caused some losses along the way. You didn't you, very rarely right. when you'd watch the Lions, and like I'm not going to lie and say that I watched a million of them, but no. I cover the league pretty closely. <laughs> and the the conversation was never Matt Stafford's killing the Lions. Never that was never the conversation. No. But the conversation frequently was, you know, Derek Carr's killing the Raiders. That comes up a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the that's the difference right there. Plus, by the way, you know what? One thing that bothered me yesterday from the joint practices, both from McVeigh and Gruden, was that them both pretending that they didn't like those fights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the they had to they had to pull the plug on yeah. the joint practice yesterday because uh, the special teamers they kept getting into a fight. And finally, said forget it. You know, everybody just go home. We're ending this thing early, and then both go. You know, this is unnecessary. We don't need to see this. We're going to make sure nobody gets hurt. Blah blah. They love it. The guys that are literally fighting for the last few roster spots on their teams. Well, I just want to explain this, Travis, as a guy who's been a part of joint practices. That's where the fights happen. The fights don't necessarily happen when an offense is going against the defense. I think there's a respect by a lot of those players is, hey, stay off my guy, I'll stay off yours. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to special teams, that is the Royal Rumble. That is Battle Royale. <laughs> that is the remember, these are the guys who are trying to find a roster spot. Yeah. Right? And so your only way of doing it is on special teams. Travis, that is survival of the fittest to the fullest, especially when they do one drill. We call them the gunner drill, where there's one guy on the punt team that's got to go down and make the tackle on the outside against you know the punt returner. Well, the defense does what? The punt return team does what? They put two guys two, over there right. to stop them. That's where the fight breaks out because now you got two on one violence over there, and, and you're and this is it's an unfair. But I saw it on the practice on Wednesday, and I was like, yeah, that's always going to be a fight. And I think again, it flared up because that is the one that comes to blows where you're getting beat up by two guys, yeah. and you're by yourself, and the only person that can save you is someone on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the flashpoint of 90% of NFL fights. That's how it goes. All right, coming up in 15 minutes, I'm going to take my victory lap. I'm stretching my legs. I'm ready to yeah. go. I'm going to take my uh, Blake Trinan victory lap. But coming up next, it is fact or cap. This is Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Before we get to factor cap real quick, Kirk, I want to slide in a, a quick tweet. This is from Francis who said, Did Suze sneak in a college-themed wreath in Kelly's stuff? Hashtag <laughs> ask Trav. Have I had the uh, unfortunate pleasure of telling you about that, Kirk? No, tell me. My wife has a themed wreath for every holiday that you can ever imagine. And I'm not just talking like Christmas and Valentine's and Easter right. and Thanksgiving. I, I'm talking Arbor Day and Flag <laughs> Day and you, you, whatever there is, she has a wreath for it and probably more than one. Okay. So, yeah, I'm sure that there are multiple <laughs> you know, San Diego State wreaths packed in those uh, boxes that are by, by my front door. So yeah, I'll go through. Thank, thank you for making it hurt. All over again, Francis. Good job. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It is time for Fact or Cap. Welcome back, guys, to another edition of uh, Fact or Cap. Yeah. And uh, just to remind everybody, cap means 
false, not true, lying, <laughs> BS. So uh, we're going to play some factor cap. So up first, uh, you need four bags of hoodies to live in San Diego. Travis is his factor cap. <laughs> well, it's it's a fact apparently because I've been told that that's how many you need to bring. I uh, I don't know. Look, I'm I'm team hoodie, right? I love yeah. wearing a hoodie. I I wear them very very frequently. Except I don't have sixty eight of them. I have like three. And I own a home. I, I can afford and have places to put three hoodies. I'm not living in a dorm room where I need 65 of them, but apparently apparently it's a fact, Emily, so I'm sticking with it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cap only because you only need about four good hoodies, and you're only wearing them to class, and that's it. That's it. Once you get out of class, you're down to the beach. You don't need that. You don't need much. You don't need, need much at all. You know, I, I knew that one was going to hit uh, Trav a bit at home. So. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys are enjoying torturing me going into the weekend, but uh, I, I guess, it's I, great. I guess um, I'll take it. All right, so next one. Kawhi Leonard has already won his last NBA championship. Kirk, factor cap. Oh, that's fact. He's, he's won the last one. I, I don't know where he's going to win the next one at. Um, I know a lot of people are looking at him signing that extension, giving him more years um, in Los Angeles now. Uh, maybe when... LeBron is done here in L.A. I don't know if that's two years away, three years away, whatever it may be. I'm just looking at Kawhi Leonard, and that year in Toronto, everything just sort of worked. And they did beat a team in Golden State that was a little bit banged up. And so are we even looking at him as if he was kind of the savior that people thought he was two years ago? This is fact. He's won his last championship. Yeah, I think that's fact as well. I, I here And here's why. I think that Kawhi Leonard is a fantastic player. A yes, fantastic yes. player. I mean, he's a multiple-time champion. He's a multiple-time right. finals MVP. We saw what he did in um, Toronto a couple of years ago when he led them to a championship. But I don't know if he's one of those guys that's going to attract a ton of other guys that want right. to come play. The, the, the more you hear about him, that the way that he kind of runs his own deal is maybe yep. not the best way to set an example for a lot of other players. And, and when you're best player, you're not quite sure where he's coming or going from. Makes it a little bit interesting. Plus... It feels like he's going to be with the Clippers for the foreseeable future, and I just I, I cannot live in a world where the Clippers win a championship. So I'm going to yep. say that that's, uh, that that's fact. All right. McDonald has the best French fries. Travis, fact or cap? Ooh. Fact. Fact. They are wow. really incredibly good, but perhaps more importantly than they're really good because they have the crispy exterior. They have the yeah. nice fluffy interior as well. Very, very rarely will you get a, a soggy batch of those fries, and I think that's the key. That Not only is McDonald's on point on flavor on French fries, but they are remarkably consistent. You get the same thing just about every single time you go through uh, a McDonald's drive through So I, there are other really good ones out there, like Don't Sleep on Del Taco Crinkle Cut French Fries. Those are mm-hmm. high-level French fries, but I'd still take Ma- uh, Max. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Travis. This is fact, uh, but I think you have to throw in those honorable mentions. I know we don't get a chance to – a lot of people are not big fans of Five Guys, but I think Five Guys fries are actually really, really good. And I think you can throw in those waffle fries at Chick-fil-A, man. Those they, aren't bad. They're, they're not bad. They're, they're, it's, it's a different taste. But, yeah, to me, they're okay, but McDonald's is still at the top. Once in a blue moon, though, at Chick-fil-A, you'll get a batch of soggy ones. And that's yeah. a, they, they get a, they, and especially the waffle ones soggy. Yeah. I mean, don't that's get me wrong. Good. There's none left when I'm finished with the bag. Too much skin on it and everything. I, just want, I, want, I want a little crunch when I'm biting <laughs> yeah. that French fry. I was going to say, sometimes you get the heel of the potato, and the it just of the does, potato, not, yeah. does not yeah. get, taste as good. <laughs> um, all right, up next, 
Shohei Otani has a better chance of retiring an angel than winning a World Series. Kirk, is this fact or cap? Oh, it's cap. I mean, he's going to win a championship with the Yankees. Uh, how long is the countdown until he wins a World Series with the Yankees or even the Dodgers? <laughs> right. He will not retire a an angel. I'll tell you that straight up. Everybody will let him know. Shohei Otani will not retire as a Anaheim angel. I'm just giving you the realistic understanding of the way baseball works. I've seen this way too many times. He will have an opportunity to win a championship elsewhere. So, yes, this is all the way cap. He will not retire as an angel. Yeah, that's cap, and, and here's why. Mostly what Kirk said, but name me a player that spends his entire career on one team. There's there's a handful of them. Like Derek Jeter did it. Clayton right. Kershaw is probably going to do it. But all, even great players. I mean, Alex Rodriguez was on a bunch of different teams. Mookie Betts mm-hmm. is already on his second team. Really good players move around a little bit. Maybe Mike Trout finishes his career as an angel without a World Series, but I even think Mike Trout at some point is going to say, you know what, i, I got to take a shot at this somewhere else and try to win. Mm-hmm. I, I think Otani... Uh, landed in exactly the right spot because they let him do both things. The Angels deserve credit for giving him a green light to go do both things. But unless the Angels get very, very, very lucky with some pitching in the next couple of years, uh, he's going to have to go win a World Series somewhere else. So that's cap. All right. This may be kind of in our conversation of things that used to be great but now aren't great anymore. We don't do. Um, Movie theater dates are not good first dates. Travis, is this factor cap? So are not good first dates. That is cap because I think it is a, a really good first date. My and maybe I'm a little sentimental here. My wife and I, our first date was a dinner and a movie night. So, mm. but here's the thing: you go to dinner first, right? And you get a chance to chit chat, get to know each other a little bit. You know, put your best foot forward and all of these things. But after an hour, hour and a half of sitting at the dinner table. I think most people are probably running out of things to kind of throw out there on a first date. So having an opportunity to go spend a couple more hours together without having to drive the conversation, I think it's a perfect fit. So I'm going to say that that's uh, a cap. Uh, I'm saying this is fact because now you talk about the uh, cost-efficient Kirk here. So cost-efficient Kirk comes in here and tells you roaming around Los Angeles going to a movie, it's going to hit you for about 40 bucks for two people. <laughs> <laughs> like the mirror of movies used to be five fifty for the matinee. Go to the Grove. Oh yeah, this is gonna hit you for about nineteen fifty for a movie. <laughs> Next thing you twenty You're bucks. This is purely you, an economic <laughs> play. I can I can respect hey. that. You forty bucks in, and you ain't even got to the popcorn yet. <laughs> On top of dinner, if you're if you're following Travis's plan too, you're paying for dinner. You so know, so you got dinner. You talk about a first date. That's probably about ooh, can run you about one fifty right yeah. now. <laughs> look, I, I get in it. Los it's, Angeles, it's expen- but I, I, I'm looking for because look, I'm not that interesting, right? I, I've got about ten interesting things to say, and I, I'm going to give you about four on a first date at dinner, and then I want to hold the rest, and hopefully we can get to a, a second and third. But and you got to find a movie that you also you both may like as well. Like it's just... <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I have gotten in, in play in bad situations where the where the guy hated the movie, and then right, it's just see? like it, and I picked it, and so then it's just it, it gets into a bad place. All you, right. you can only have the movie fight after you've been together for a while. Not <laughs> that's before. true too. Maybe yeah. it's just his his deal that he t- chose to bring that up on uh, on a first date. Anyway, so uh, last one. Alan has spent his vacation perfecting his Bellinger impression with Lady Slee. Travis is his factor cap. <laughs> I want it to be a fact so badly. You have no idea. Uh, I think it's. I don't. So I, I need you guys. The next time we're doing this show, when Al's back, I need you to watch his face when I start doing my impressions. I don't think there's anybody that likes them less than Alan Sliwa does when I do my voices. 
I, th- I think that he <laughs> loathes them. I, I would I would I would venture to say that Al likes me as a guy. That Al likes me as a co-host. That we get along pretty well. But watch his face the next time I start doing voices. He hates them. So no, I don't think that he's doing voices. I'm gonna go with uh, that's a cap. Well, I'm gonna throw my own bonus one in. I'm gonna say. Um, Alan, since he's been on vacation, how many times has he mentioned the name Alex Caruso? (laughs) 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 Like, oh, this is a great restaurant. You know what? I asked Alex Caruso about this before. (laughs) Hey, 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 random person on the other side of the world. What do you think about Wayne Ellington joining the Lakers? Do you think that he brings the uh, the three-point percentage that the Lakers have been uh, lacking (laughs) over the last couple of seasons? I love Slee. I love Slee. Hopefully he's having a great time. I love it. Love it. All right. Coming up, is Dave Roberts ready to move on now from Kenley Jansen? And I am taking a victory lap because it is happening. That's coming up, plus the dump. That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Kirk, you're in all next week, right? You and I together all five days next week. Yeah, well, all five, well, four to four of the five. Wednesday, I'm out, but I'm, I'll be in Monday, Tuesday, out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It'll be an interesting week for me. I'm preparing for week zero of the ah. college football season. Do you have a week zero game? Week zero game, calling Hawaii at UCLA at twelve thirty from the Rose Bowl next Saturday. So I'm gearing up for that. Um, it's going to be a good, a good week. So if, if I'm amped, overly amped next week, Travis, you know why. Maybe I will call you on Wednesday anyway, and we can do an <laughs> Ask Kirk just between yes. the two of us because I, I don't like you skipping out on that along well, the way. Blame, blame Chip Kelly. All right, If you want somebody <laughs> pick it up, pick it up with Chip Kelly, all right? <laughs> Chip Kelly is an odd duck. Let's just, let's just, let's just leave it at that. I, 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 I'll never forget. I was at the Lombardi Awards dinner one. This was when I was living in Houston, and it was yeah. Chip Kelly, it's Bobby Bowden, oh, uh, Mike man. Sherman was the coach at Texas A and M at the time, and yeah. you know, college football coaches typically have larger than life personalities, and they're yes. really good at telling stories and holding court. And they all had about ten minutes where they were going to talk. And Bobby Bowden had the place in stitches. He was just oh. unbelievably funny, yes. just great, and. You had uh, Mike Sherman was pretty funny, too, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Mike Sherman, kind of a serious guy, but he Seriously, did a good yeah. job. And then Chip Kelly went up there. Just, you know, we're going to run the ball, and we're going to throw it over here, and we're going to make sure that we get the good players. Okay, see everybody, good night. And he ran for the door. Like, I'm going to get out of here. He was like, oh, what? well, that was different. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of a different stroke, isn't he? I think, he's, I think L.A. has opened him up a little bit. I mean, having sat with him the last couple of years, he's uh, 
L.A. has definitely broadened his horizons, has opened him up a little bit personality-wise. Yeah, the, I, I was really optimistic when he came to the UCLA that he might be able to bring a little bit of that magic that he had at Oregon, but the rest of the college football is kind of caught up to his deal, and yeah. now everybody's doing it. There's, it's, it's not that special anymore. It's just what everybody's doing. Yeah, it's, it's just different now, especially when you're competing with some of the better conferences now, stealing all your players from California. Yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> thing, too. Um, yeah. You know what's fun? What's that? Being right. <laughs> it, it really is. It, it just and When I went to bed last night after Blake Trinan pitched the ninth inning for the Dodgers and he struck out all three guys he faced on 13 pitches, just pop, 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 thanks for coming. I cracked my knuckles, okay. rolled over, and went, ah, good night, everybody. There because it is. Because <laughs> I knew I was right. And Dave Roberts saw what you saw last night, saw what I saw last night, which was, well, that was a hell of a lot easier. And you you can't tell me it, put it to you this way, Kirk. If we see it again over the weekend, if we see it once or twice next week when you and I are doing shows together where Blake yeah. Trinan's pitching the ninth inning, that's all you need to know that Dave Roberts is implementing the Travis Rogers poll. <laughs> yeah, I think look, you're at a point right now where you're trying to kind of get this team together for the postseason. There there's no doubt in my mind this this Dodgers team will be in the postseason. Just are they playing in a one game series? Or a seven-game series. We'll mm-hmm. find out early on. But for me, I think the, 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 the fun part about this, the fun part about this, Travis, is that you still have time. You still have time to, to show will Trinan be a setup guy or will he be the closer? And then what happens to Kinley? Is Kinley now a setup guy? Because we've all seen great, great closers go into a relief role. Mm-hmm. And could that be better for Kinley? Because we haven't seen that before. Think about it. What if Kenley did take a step down and became a setup guy, and he's in a, I think, a far less of a stress moment to where he could just be Kenley? Because I think yeah. a lot of things that whenever he goes into these situations, a lot of it I think is in his head. Right? I, I, a lot I of it is in his head because he's still some got some good stuff. There's some scar tissue, yeah. and, and that goes for every every pitcher that's out there, but in particular, I think, for closers. Because when Kenley Jansen was one of the best in the business, and he right. was, you go out there, and once in a while, somebody's going to barrel one and beat you. And, and you can kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. It, it happens. Yes. But when you're out there and you're getting barreled regularly. Consistently, yeah. When you're walking guys regularly. Right. That's a little harder to just kind of shake off and say, yeah, that's one of those things that happens. Because you know that your margins went I throw 95 and the ball cuts six inches to I'm throwing 92 and the ball's cutting an inch and a half. That, that's a that's a very different deal, and that's kind of where he is at this point. All right, Kirk, you know what we do at the end of the show. It's the dump. 